0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of "All Be the Judge of That. Mm. I am your host, Evan Ryan Lewis, and here with me, as always,
1: your co-host for this episode, Adam Eagle Rock. And do we have a special guest today?
0: We do have a special guest today. Uh, He has traveled far to be here. He's from Montana. He's gotten one topic on the show, which was, what should the order of ingredients on a menu be? Should it be whatever's most substantial, whatever has the most flavor, and maybe we'll do do a little uh, uh, refresher and put the audio in from that because you lost your mind, I think, and your head almost exploded.
1: Right. But they can't have, you know, pasta bolognese without pasta, right? (laughs) So that's going first, right? But the bolognese is part of the pasta bolognese. I don't know what you say. Is it bolognese pasta? No, it's pasta bolognese, pasta goes first. It depends on the name of the dish. (laughs) Oh, actually, it doesn't depend on the name of the dish. Because if it's a cheeseburger, the cheese goes last. You don't start with cheese, by the way. We also have meat on this thing. (laughs) Well, that would be a grilled cheese. (laughs) So what do you think? I don't know, man. Paul, you you almost pulled the Brent and stumped me.
0: You've been getting stumped a lot recently.
1: I'm going with this. All right, I'm sweating. I'm going with this. I'm going. Meat goes first. Carb goes second. Vegetables go third. Sauce goes last. That's It Was actually became the title of that podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, So great topic, and we're very excited to have him in person. Please
2: give a big I'll be the judge that welcome to Mr. Paul Byrne. Welcome, Paul. Uh Woo! yeah thank you very much yeah i would say on that topic too like my cliff's notes were you know protein first and then dominance and prominence if i was going to sum it <laughs> up quickly so like you know if it's arugula that's like pretty pretty dominant but goat cheese is prominent so interesting you know, well, what about the
1: whole bolognese pasta part
2: oh i'm totally with you yeah yeah you but gotta,
1: that's protein first
2: yeah but you know you got to spell it out for the layperson. you know you got to assume that like you know Especially now with Impossible Meats. You never know what's in anything. <laughs> anymore. So it's. So it's protein, do... then dominance, then prominence. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And uh, so you live in Montana. Yes. Bozeman, Montana. It's supposed to be a very hot place right now. Yeah, I'm not, not but literally. But like, looking to buy a house. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah like hot, what do you mean, hot? Like it
2: exploded in the pandemic. Like everyone's oh, yeah, going. Yeah. It's like one of those. Like a hot topic. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's. Yeah. You, you know, that store? Everyone's like, you know, the talking point there is everyone's like. The classic phrase is like go back to California and take a pack of wolves with you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, so it's a it's a hot topic there as well. But I'm doing the reverse migration, so I'm like recently. Oh, you moved transplanted. here, transplanted. I'm yeah, I'm looking to, to settle. So in California. Yeah, in California. Oh wow, did yeah. we say that on the cast? I think we just did.
0: Um, well, we welcome you here if you come. And uh, I want to go visit Bozeman. How
1: did you guys know each other again?
0: We went to college together.
1: Oh, college!
0: We were in the dorms together, and we actually found out we had mm. the exact same birthday. But interesting. But Paul's one year younger than me.
2: No, older. One year older. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So in college Get
2: with
1: it. in
0: college <laughs> we always had a joke that I was like one year net ahead of Paul because we had, and I have one less year on the planet we're in the same dorm same school with the same major and I'm like look how
2: much more I've accomplished in one less year you know it's, like, it's only gotten worse from there yeah. right? i think he's like net, he's like plus 7 like the <laughs> spread keeps getting worse so right. But I'm in grad school. I'm making progress. Right Then you know. went to
0: grad school. And he's like, I think we're now getting equal or whatever. About So now we don't know who's ahead you of who. You
1: age in like dog years, though. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're like maturity. Like, you know, like pretty soon you're just going to be like yelling at kids on the front porch or something. Right. Then
0: I'll be net like 100 years ahead of Paul.
2: Right. And then we also lived in a house together sophomore year, which was kind of came up in some topics. Because it was the house where we would try to group shop for all our food. Right. Oh, yeah. It would turn into a huge nightmare, and everyone was eating craft cheese by the end of the the week. We did all the good stuff.
0: We didn't know what to do. We're a bunch of, like, 19-year-old kids who'd never lived in a house before. Paul's 20, but. uh, (laughs) And, like, just fighting over the food. We couldn't figure it out. But here we are. Look at us now, Paul.
1: Oh, wait. He was able to drink first, though.
2: He was. But OK, so this is another year I lost. I lived in China for a year <laughs> for study abroad, For study abroad. Yeah. And so I actually turned 21 in China. And like by the time I got back, I was just like, I have no interest in going to the bars. So I like never had the college party experience. <laughs> so wait.
1: And what's the drinking age in China?
2: Is there a drinking age? In There's China? not one. So yeah. I moved there and like I turned 21 and it was like not a big deal at no all. One I no one cared. No one cared at all. <laughs> You also, if we're telling college stories, senior year
0: lived like a block from me. And he was like the first guy ever to have a wireless printer. So you could print from anything. So I used, and I I just
1: like discovered that
0: that's the thing. And this was a long, we don't have to age ourselves. This was a long time ago. And so I was fascinated with the concept of a wireless printer. So I used to walk by his house and from my phone, just like print out a picture of a penis or something. (laughs) just like, just like have his printer go. That's hysterical. (laughs) I got back to analogs. So yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I have not matured at all. All right. So everyone, welcome to "I'll Be The Judge of That. You guys know how the game works at this point because we're very close to the end of season one. That's right. So if you're listening, thanks for your continued listenership. And Paul, as the guest, you go first with your first topic.
2: Okay. So yeah, I'll start with a, with a concert topic. I'm here. Uh, I go to see the band Fish quite a bit. And I've been driving up and down the coast catching shows. The guitarist, train Stasio, also a September 30th birthday. Is that true? It's true. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's way ahead of us. Yeah, he's that <laughs> <bad>, like. <laughs> but so the, the, the topic is, you know, there's so, so many topics. When, when someone, when, when tickets sell out to a show, there's this whole secondary trade. And my question is, as like a person, and we all use these websites to, you know, Ticketmaster, Up, is it ever okay to mark it up and scalp? Of course. Oh, see, I'm a hard no. Why? Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're saying, saying if you like- buy a
0: ticket direct from the band, you can't make a profit if you sell it on the
2: secondary market? No, because like, we're trying, you know, I'm there. Like, it's all the same people. We're all like, it's a community. We want good people there. We want like, But the price friends. doesn't determine that. If you want to
0: sell it to a friend at face value, that's fine. But if you're going to put it on Ticketmaster, you don't, is there like an interview question that
2: goes along with it? How I think do you there know you- should be. I How think there should know- be <laughs> some sort of test wow, where it's like, yeah, you know, prove your fandom. Because uh-huh. now there's these secondary apps. There's this thing called Cash or Trade where people like, it's kind of bad form to scalp because everyone's like putting, you know, people are working year round to try to like afford this whole thing, it's expensive.
0: I mean, fish is a little bit of a unique thing because you guys are all in some kind of cult, which I don't totally understand. But you know, if I I love the Lakers, if I got playoff Laker tickets, I don't care who's buying them from me. I'm trying to make some money and reduce the cost of my tickets.
1: Can you get into the music
2: that I like? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It seems like you're ahead of the game here and buying tickets. So. Oh yeah, I'm like waking you know waking up for like early for the. So you're doing the work here. We're putting the work in. Right. So why aren't you going to reap the benefit of that? To me, it just feels wrong. I'm like, I shouldn't be like, because, you know, and a lot of times you're using these third party services. So they're just adding fees. So the bigger the amount is, the more you're just passing off the Ticketmaster. Right. So are you like, hit me up on the side? Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's like, really? but then you have to build trust and a reputation and a whole thing. So, I mean, I think scalping is terrible. So I think you
1: wake up in Bozeman for the concert that's in Sarasota, right? That, like in three months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're and you're willing to just you know that you're not making it there.
2: And then you're just, you're buying the ticket. Cause like, well, some people are the, doing that and then the, the, everyone's paying more. So the people that are like not don't have good intentions of going are buying tickets to shows. They're not going to, right. to try to sell or trade to afford the, the shows that everyone that are like more popular. And so I think it's all like, I just think that like we should just be buying tickets to the things we want to go to and like not gouging each other. So there's a, I think that there's a website, a
1: ticket service that you can buy that if you can't go, it goes back to the house. It doesn't you can't resell I
0: would like stuff like that. I would like it if you like put your idea in the tickets are just for you. Like I'm all for those ideas. I'm happy if there's not a secondary market. But the reality is there is a secondary market and I have absolutely no problem with you putting them up for whatever is fair market.
1: Wait, I have a question. Are you cool with selling it for a discount?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: because like <laughs> what I, you're like subsidizing so, strangers well, no this
2: is the pro- Okay, so this is where I get mixed mixed up though. because like a lot of times it's like oh this is the number on the ticket and I'm like right. I bought all these tickets I just want someone to go like I love all these people but then like you forget about the fees whatever right. I mean Evan you probably wouldn't forget about the fees. no but, definitely like, not <laughs> I, you know, I like, realize I'm like whoa I just like paid all these fees that like so maybe I should be marking it up to try to like average out to at least baseline right but no, I think you know, like if you're not going to make it and and you just want the tickets to go somewhere, right? Like some, if you can't get face value, mark so it down. You,
1: so the print, so your principle is is face value of the ticket, which is an automatic loss on fees or less. You're cool with.
2: Yeah, I think I think face plus fees is yeah. like it should be because a hundred dollar less... ticket, you're probably spending one fifty for or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I mean, I just think that like the the scalping thing is just such a nightmare. We're just like. Well, the thing I love about scalping is back in my
1: old days, I used to live across from the Hollywood Bowl, and I used to walk, leave my apartment, and walk. in parking there is a nightmare. And if you if you're against, you know, selling tickets for whatever, I'm selling my guest parking spots for like two hundred dollars <laughs> for that night. <laughs> then I take the two hundred dollars and I walk across and I go, like, oh, "Tom Petty's playing," and I find some guy on the street. It's like Tom Petty tickets, Tom Petty tickets. And I'll pay this guy $15 and go sit in the nosebleeds, schmooze my way up front, and I watch Tom Petty's last concert
2: thanks to the scalper. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm glad that experience happened for you. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to do with the topic. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, love scal- I love scalpers. All
0: right, so one word answer. Can you mark up tickets on the secondary market for 100%. concerts? 100%. I say yes as well, Paul. Hard no. All right, that is first topic. Thank you very much. Um... Second topic. Should I throw one in here? Let's do it. All right. My second topic, or my first topic, second topic of the show. Can you chime in on a conversation that you're eavesdropping on? Oh,
1: I love this topic. What do you think? I'm a hard yes. I First off, it can't be a somber conversation. It always has to be an upbeat conversation. You can't go, you know, I, can can you believe Jim and Susie are getting divorced? And I'm like, yeah, divorce rates these days. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't do that. No. You can't do that. But if they're like, oh, my God, I just saw this incredible show last night. I'm like, oh, my God, I was there. And you can chime
2: in. You could
0: chime in. What do you think? Can you chime in on someone's conversation?
2: I kind of agree with the upbeat or if there's like if it's something really shocking. But I think that like you have to it, the onus is on you to read the room and have an exit strategy. So like you need to know when to tap mm. out because like. You don't want to overstay your welcome. That's the worst. That happened us the other night. at That show, like we, I tried to start this guy, and then they just lingered forever. Uh-huh. And, you know, you gotta like. I think it's the third party should should do keep it know, brief.
1: What it, you know, you, ah, oh, interesting. What if they're like, what's that coffee
0: shop on Olympic and bun-, and like they're like trying? You know it.
2: Uh, sorry for eavesdropping. Yeah, it's Kif Cafe. Right? Can you do that? I think no. I think that some people like to just argue about locations and directions, and and they they have a phone. If they wanted to, to know, they would. Or if they're like, "What's the score? Did anyone who won that Dodger game last night?" And you know.
1: Oh God, I I mean I I'm with you though, because like the second you, you open that bridge, like how long are you staying for?
0: See, I think you can only just give a little piece of information. Like what's the name of the coffee shop. I actually disagree with you. If someone's talking about a concert, you can't just try. Oh, so to tell so, I was so there you're
1: saying night. you jump in as a problem solver. That's it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you can't jump in as an enthusiast to their conversation. No, exactly. If you're
0: like walking through a parking garage and they're like, Oh man, like I don't know where to park or whatever. You could be like, you know, it's up on the third floor is empty spaces or something, but just like helpful tips piece of information nothing like a conversation like how was the concert did you see this you see that
1: nothing like that but i think helpful tips yes i i think you have to have value if you're jumping in that's a good way to put it so i think you could jump in with an uh, only upbeat right Mm -hmm. we're not we're not (laughs) we're not doing that um but if you jump in i don't think that you have to problem solve it but you have to you have to add value, right? So like, you're not adding any value. You can't I... just go. Well, you can't just say like, "Oh, I was at that concert." Yeah, too. that's not adding value. That's, that's, no, I agree. No. But if you were just like in, in in the third act when he was jumping on a trampoline for three freaking hours at Madison Square Garden, I, dude, I'll never forget that Fish concert. <laughs> Unbelievable! I I literally thought I've never I. I thought it was going to be a two and a half hour show and it was like six hours and they spent an hour jumping on trampolines, playing guitars. Uh-huh. If I, if you guys were chopping it up about MSG's fish concert and I g- jumped in. No, no, no. Get the 100%. hell out of here. I'm talking to him about the show. Not you. You can't jump in with negative stuff. You can't be like in the $20 beers. Right. <laughs> oh my God.
2: You can't, I don't think that plays. All right. What do you think, Paul? I think, yeah, I think you got to keep it brief and like the logistics are really important. So like mm. if you're at the back of the line at the coffee shop, uh-huh. you you don't jump in.
1: But if you're at the Ooh. front and you
2: can just jump in and then keep moving along uh-huh. but like on a flight, no, it's way too much sitting next to each other to jump in with that piece of Because you're going to be there forever. Yeah, you're going to be there forever.
0: Interesting getting in and out. Yeah, interesting. Oh, so
1: you pl- uh, I see what you do. What if, okay, what if they're back to your phone problem? What if you're on the airplane, in the air, right? No one's got Wi-Fi in this analog world that I'm apparently living in because everyone else seems to always have Wi-Fi next to them. Taking like FaceTime calls. I'm like, how are you doing this? 30,000 feet up in the air. Anyway, they have a problem. Now, do you jump in because no one can you know There's actually no research this the answer to this question? You're sitting there like, I've been waiting for this moment for somebody to say, what's the third capital of... The- right. The guy
0: in the row behind you is like, what's the capital of Montana? Right.
1: And you're like, oh, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> Hell nah. I know this one. <laughs> right.
2: I mean, I think that this kind of leads to like a broader issue too of like, we grew up in an era like kind of like pre-Google. Mm-hmm. And so like I missed the era of speculation. Yeah. Like I wish like we wouldn't go to the phone so quickly. And, I agree Like you could that. just speculate about what the answer to something right. was. But I, I now agree. that's kind of like disingenuous. I, so. I think that
0: the, the the answer you're looking for is oftentimes irrelevant. And the discussion was what was important. That's what I missed. Like I remember we were like backpacking somewhere. I, what, I wasn't with you. I can't remember who I was with. But we were trying to figure out like the best picture winner from a certain year. And we we're trying to go back. What was the year before? And like that conversation is is gone today? because you just google it and then like who cares really what the answer is but i feel like we did we do miss out on that conversation well We'll do you
1: remember ask jeeves yeah
0: but that's still like we didn't have that in our pockets i mean you're a little younger than we are but i don't feel like we had like all of the information in our pockets until we were like
2: over 18
1: that's true and i think to bring it home
2: though like that's the beauty of being the judge of that is that these are topics that you can't actually find. an answer. That's true. This that podcast be the wow. of, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> right. If someone says what's paying that?
0: homage yeah. to back in
1: 1994.
0: Right. It's the premise of the podcast is we ask each other questions that you can't find the answer on Google.
1: Now I have a question for you
0: <laughs> in regards to this question.
1: If they were very attractive, would that change your opinion? <laughs> Somebody else jumping into your conversation. Then you can chime yeah. in on anything. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So like your, 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 morale behind this answer to this question goes out the window. If there's like a cute girl that's just like, right I don't know, what's, it, what's right. the capital of Montana? Helena. Is it Helena? It is Helena. She just goes, Helena. Right. I'm and like, oh, like, thank you so much. Right. But now if, now
0: you're- Someone else, I'm like, who asked you, you fat bitch? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So that does change for you?
0: Yeah. All right. So the answer is that you have to add value. You have to be able to get in and out quick and you have to be somewhat attractive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah that sounds about right all
0: right all right that, that buttons
2: up. it up for that one all right paul you want to throw another one in okay so well this one's relevant too because i'm currently staying with evan didn't really give him a lot of info before i showed up but there's a quick story we were going uh, so a friend bought a house in grand Targy, which is a few hours from where we live in montana and he keeps asking us to come visit you got to come ski ski season starting out so so two friends and i go down there you know we've been, he's been begging us to go we go down there we ski He's been using the basement as an airbnb and so as we're packing up to leave he's like oh hey guys you know i kind of sacrificed some some revenue here by having you guys stay like it would really help if you could just pay the cleaning fee and do a review through airbnb you're kidding no no dead serious and so and, and so we're all like whatever like we've been friends with this guy we're like you are you've lost the plot like this is uh-huh. so insane <laughs> and he starts, hitting, that up us, he starts awesome. hitting us up with Venmo re- or Venmo requests and like hitting I? the reminder. And so no we're way. all there and everyone's got a side text and we're like, this is insane. And so the, the topic is, if someone has an Airbnb and you're staying there as a friend, is there any sort of financial obligation? Oh my God. This Absolutely
1: happens, not. This happened to somebody else recently and I cannot remember who it is. If you, if you say beforehand,
0: hey, I want you to come and stay. The only thing is I need you to pay the cleaning fee, then... If you know that going in, but you can't get hit with a bill after.
1: Well, I, I agree with going in, but I also d- obviously disagree with this whole concept. But what is the value of the cleaning fee in
2: correlation to one night's stay there? I mean, we were like kind of dirty ski dudes, but we cleaned the place and like moved out. And it wasn't like he has a cleaning service that's going to come. Oh, he do doesn't it. have no, a no, he's just going Oh, you weren't he's, even paying for an actual cleaning no, service? No, no, he has his are just going down there to go, go clean it over. No, no. How much is it for one night there? I think at the time the clean fee was like a hundred bucks. No, no, no. To stay there. To stay there, I think it was like two twenty or something.
1: Two twenty a night.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> and he's, so he's sacrificing. wait How many nights did you stay there? Like we were there two nights. So, but he, you know, we don't know that he had. Like he said, he had to block it on the calendar. Yeah, we don't right. know that this thing was. Was it a weekend? Ball. No, it was midweek. It was, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the complicating factor, though. This is why I got interested. We it was like a new kind of like cheaper construction, and we were all you know it's like three dudes, so we were taking like back to back showers, and had a weak fan, and a bunch of the paint peel from <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom. So now there's like actually some weird upkeep that we like. Right. We oh, unveiled wow. an underlying problem. Unveiled. So yeah. then we ended. Up, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna pay the guy. Like, we yeah, want, we should all just throw in just to like smooth this over. No pun intended to the wallpaper peeling down.
1: No. Wow. This is so funny. I'm a hard no on this one. I, I, I think it actually depends. I, I think if he's going to go as far as (laughs) I'm giving up revenue to, to house you guys, even though I've asked you guys to come, I'd be like, show, give me proof. (laughs) Show me your rejection to these people that you have booted out. Now that me and my buddy are coming second, Four hundred and forty dollars, if that midweek, <coughs> questionable. <laughs> um I would say, th- like that doesn't play. If it was like a thousand dollars a night, no, because like you, you still get invited.
0: The price doesn't matter. If you invite someone to stay, Wait, your why house... didn't you stay upstairs? And it's had someone Airbnb it while you were staying there?
1: No, 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 stayed with your friend.
2: That's what you did. Well, it was like a basement unit. But is it separated? It was separated oh so you did take the
0: airbnb we did take the airbnb well yeah you could have just stayed oh, wait,
1: this, is not, this is not even a question
2: wait he was there right he was there right. yeah and he'd be like oh come up it's dinner time like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like oh i got the espresso going you know he's got uh-huh. this, yeah <laughs> but um,
1: i i think you guys um like a, a nice dinner when and i'm a big fan of like when i'm staying at somebody else's house to like leave them something right so you leave like a nice bottle of whiskey and a nice handwritten card and in, in, in part ways if he's charging <laughs> i'm ripping the wallpaper off yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll and i'll peeling uh, it <laughs> yeah peeling it more and then venmo oh this is so funny if he does that you should just start hitting him up for venmo requests that like he spent that you like picked up you're like oh yeah and that waffle on the mountain you're like i'm gonna need six bucks for that yeah, it's expensive
0: all right so i say no you cannot ask your friends for money after they've stayed,
2: Adam? No, not after. No, Paul. Hard no. I, I think I think like our parents' generation, the Boomers, incredible hosts. Just model that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just like <laughs> there should be a cheese platter and everything just blow your guests' minds.
1: <laughs> the Boomer generation.
2: All right, I'll throw it in here.
0: Can you ask someone how much they put down on their house or condo? How
1: close are you? Let's say you're good friends. How big is the house? I don't know. <laughs> well, that matters. If it's like over a million three price tag in Los Angeles, I don't think I'd ask.
0: Really? You think the price has something to do with it?
1: Yeah. If it's like a starter home, you're like, yeah, what you got? Oh, this is what I got. I got this in the bank. You got that in the bank. It's like, you know, you can Well, talk. I don't own any homes. Yeah, but I'm saying like, if if you're going into like a $7 million house, you can't be like, yeah, yo, yo, pow. Uh-huh. But yeah. if
0: someone buys like a reasonable like starter home. I don't think it's a big deal. To if ask how much you friends, put down? What do you think, Paul?
2: I think it kind of depends. Like in the age of Zillow, like when you was... buys a place. You go check it out and you Perfect. kind of know the ballpark, right? And like, whatever. And then I think that, like for a lot of times, people starter homes. People love to tell you they've been oh, approved oh, for a certain yeah. amount. Right. Yeah. Like you've already got a kind of an idea. They've got a lot of information i think that like it depends on how close you are but ultimately like you're going to go sleuth it out on your own anyway and you can take a guess at what's going so on.
1: you do that like you dig into other people's homes and you get invited and you're like oh. i
2: i do every 100%. time 100 i love wow around.
1: i've been keeping this so close to the chest yeah, everyone does
0: it see i think this topic i was going to say it, it changed in the zillow era because how much someone pays for their home i think is private you can't you can't ask that but now if someone's like oh i just bought a house or i just bought a condo Come over, what's the address? First thing I'm doing is going to Zillow and I can see how much they pay for it. So now that that is no longer private, I don't feel like how you financed it is private anymore. And well, you
2: actually, it's good knowledge. Like you learn a lot from asking other people about their first home buying experience. Like the amount of just different iterations right. of this thing is actually like- Right, I got a, a, I'm a first time home buyer. I got the FHA, only three and a half percent down. Like I want to know all this
1: stuff. You think people are like more skittish if they took hard money? Like yeah. know, Lou at the pool hall, they yeah. Yeah, gave me a good old rate.
0: But some people might be embarrassed If they like Went all cash maybe
1: Oh Shenanigans Like you see they bought a
0: home For a million dollars And they're like Oh I actually didn't put any down Like that could be Maybe embarrassing
2: Like oh I didn't know You had all that cash I don't
1: know Yeah I'm always embarrassed When I you know Spend a, spend a million dollars on things. Dollars. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. You can, also, you can also
2: sleuth that out pretty quick if they say like, "Oh, we refied and it's like a brand new home. You're like, oh, okay. then you went oh, oh, all cash. So you must have gone cash. Like, so this stuff's all like coded. You know what's going on. Uh, Interesting.
0: So you think ask like kind of probing questions, but
1: you're, not so you out. ever like you ever find like discrepancy? You're like, this is a beautiful home, and you do you look it up, and you're like. It's in your dad's name, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what's the deal with that? Right. I also
2: think the more that they talk about the faults early on, like if they're like, "Oh my god, you know, it's so much work. It's got this problem, that problem." Right. The more likely it is that they like that they paid all cash or like didn't, you know, uh-huh. the bank's not doesn't want in on that. Right. Interesting. So there's like a level of deflection going on. So you can uh, kind of read through that a little bit too. So I like you, the, I like the sleuthing.
1: You, think- you think that the but does it change what they bought? Meaning, like, can you ask somebody about financing a car? Yeah, oh, someone asked. I bought a new it?
0: car last week. Someone today asked me if I, oh, did you buy or lease it? I'm like, at least so it, did you put it down? You're the one who asked <laughs> me, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, I don't think it's an inappropriate question. Did you say how much you put down? Yeah, I don't, I don't care. So that, well, it brings me to the topic of Captain Captain Khan. We were on his new boat the other day. Yeah. And I'm dying, I'm, I'm going through this bedroom, one right. bedroom, two living room, upstairs and living room, no kitchen. There's no Zillow there's for no, used boats. F- right. So, like, I'm, although I'm trying to check title on, like, the, you know, boat slips in, <laughs> in Marina Del Rey, I couldn't figure it out. And so, like, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, you know, I, I got to know how much this thing costs. And then, t- fortunately, you were there and you said you want to play, which I thought was incredibly disrespectful. You were like, let's play Guess How Much This Place Costs.
0: Yeah. Let's play Price <laughs> is Right with the boat. Dun, and, dun, dun, dun. Welcome, everybody.
1: Right. And I but like... You know, I have no judge. Like, who has a judgment on how much? Maybe can like can he chop it up with his other boat friends, the same way we would chop it up with homes? Like, yeah, because he comes know. over, he's like, I don't know, it was a nice condo, I guess, sure, right. But you should check out this boat, and, and the guy and Jeff down slipped F. You know, we were chopping it up about the financing rates that he got, but Captain Colin didn't care to tell you. He told you how much his boat costs, right? Because it was like, I, I think it was an, it was a flex. It wasn't embarrassing because he got a good deal on it. Right, which is an ironic flex, right? right it's not right. like, hey, this is a one point <laughs> two million dollar boat. Right. I stole this right. <laughs> from Jeff who died right, right. mid movie
0: script.
2: Right. I embedded the movie script.
0: Right. Uh, all right, Paul. What do you think? Can you ask someone how much they put down in a house?
2: I think you can. I think that a lot of stuff's changed in terms of like what like is acceptable to talk about, and a lot of information's public, and so you don't think friends, price matters. Well, I think the price matter, it depends on what the financing is. You know, if like, if you're, if you're using that boat to ship oxygen over to Catalina Island, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I'm really interested in all the finances. Here. Like how are you squeezing the value out of this thing? But I don't, I don't,
1: you I don't can't think walk into a $10 million house and be like, how much you put down. If you it's can't a, do that.
0: If it's a close friend, like I can't imagine that cause I don't have any close friends with $10 million homes, but if it's, if I have a close friend who just bought a home, I think the price is irrelevant.
2: I think you can ask how much to put down. I I'm walking back my, my stance. You can't, I ask. agree with Adam starter home. Yes. Anything over a certain level, so it's price specific. Nice, <laughs> it is price specific. Over a certain level, you don't ask. Uh-huh. Wow, this actually, I, circles I fully back. Came, I came full circle. Wow, he circles totally, back totally to right. your
1: friend in in Helena or wherever your friend is that uh, that was Airbnb out the base unit. You know, you're looking it up and you're doing the math. You're like, hey pal, yeah, you know, I, I know how much your mortgage is yeah, here, all right? Right. Yeah, like
2: you know, I'm not paying you for you're the the damn cleaning sir. Two hundred nights, a year. I know what's going on. Right. Like, yeah. This is no. Yeah, you're you're in the clear. You're in the black here. All right,
0: we have time for one more topic. Paul is our guest. Bring it home for us.
2: Okay, this is this is kind of a quick one. Um, I'm in grad school right now, and so I'm doing a lot of emailing. And a lot of the people are professors. Some are Ph.D. doctors. And then, you know, if you're someone who deals with therapists, you've got therapists. If you've got your medical doctor, there's this doctor, doctor, doctor problem out there, but it kind of applies to like any official role. And so my question is, When you're addressing people via email which formality do you use especially because a lot of these people sign with their first name Mm. but it's like a sign of respect to use their full title right for your professors right and so if they're not offering up how to be addressed Uh uh-huh what do you do do you keep rolling it do you switch over to more familiar eventually (laughs) what's the how do you right because if you have a professor
0: who's like a doctor of whatever engineering, you're not going to be like, hi, Dr.
2: Smith. But I do. I've worked no, that way right. until they tell me not to. Right. Yeah, and these and people are so accomplished. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, I want to be respectful. And but
0: they're a doctor of like engineering.
2: But in this setting, they're a professor. So that's like, oh, do I go with professor? Yeah, I would do just I say back and forth. What, yeah. So what's the rules?
0: Oh, yeah, it's a good topic.
2: Well, what are, what are they doctors in? A lot of them are, uh, I mean, they're, they're PhD doctors from Berkeley and energy. But you know, a lot of them are postdocs, multiple different degrees. So, but they're not medical doctors. They're not medical doctors. Yeah, they don't have to call them doctors. I call them doc, but they like it. Like they'll talk. A lot of people in in, in webinars will be like, "Wow, I just love this community. People call me doctor. I never get that." Yeah, you would never
0: call a PhD doctor. Oh, see, I think you do. do. I think you throw out there that's six years of their life. I think you only call medical doctors doctors. You would never if you're if you had like a family friend who got a PhD in philosophy, you wouldn't call him like Doctor Smith after that.
2: They do each other. They're like, oh, hey, doctor. Seriously? Yeah, they tip the hat.
1: Actually, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because, like, if you got a doctorate in economics, yeah. But
2: I don't know many of these people. You know? Well, they're teaching at grad school. I mean, you're dealing with them all the time. But then there's internal hierarchies, right? Like econ, like economics, is like. You know, people in the harder sciences would consider that to be a little right. Like,
0: you have a doctor in yeah, economics, maybe. and I have a doctor. So the engineering like, people right.
2: like they feel like doctors. You right. Know? right.
0: I have a doctor in like heat propulsion systems, and like the econ guy is also a doctor. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I think I'd call him a professor and let him know that congratulations on your doctorate. You're still a professor. <laughs> you know, like degrade, but they all sign to... him
0: like from Jim. Yeah, yeah. But
1: actually,
0: you can't write back and say hi, Jim.
2: No. And so the reason I started thinking about this was actually my professor whose name is jim you're kidding <laughs> left me a voicemail and was dr williams and Really, so i was like whoa everyone calls him jim in class and uh-huh. like whoa but he's dropping the dr williams he on calls the voicemail, so like what is the
1: maybe f- he was trying to like flex in front of his like fellow colleagues you know maybe he was surrounded is a, by other no, doctors this is a
2: voicemail on my cell phone
1: i know maybe and then he was calling <coughs> yeah oh, okay, and it's uh doc dr smith here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
2: very well but in class, he's like Jimmy chopping <laughs> it up. I think professor works, but like I I throw the doctor in there because I'm only just P-R-O-F, fierce, period? Yeah, prof. Period. Yeah,
1: prof.
2: Smith. Or dr. I sometimes throw the doctor. You don't full do full on doctor? Yeah, D O C T O R. No, I don't spell it out. Dr. No. Yeah.
1: Do you ever do doc?
2: Your doc. That feels far too. Uh, is that
1: respectful or is that to, like demoting? I think that's demoting. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you got a second, doc? Hey, it's like, but it's, you you know, what are you going to call him, Jim?
0: I think that to sum up the topic, I would just say, hi, professor, but I have no problem paying him, tipping your cap and saying doctor. No first name. Adam?
1: Well, did you know that they were a doctor on the first email?
2: I actually, anytime I'm about to blast like a first email to a new like professor I'm working with, I go like check their whole, their whole LinkedIn and see like what their highest degree is. Wow.
1: Do you ever look at what school? Does Definitely, that, Does yeah. that change for you, though? So I'm saying, like, if you got a doctorate from, like, University of Delaware versus getting <laughs> a doctorate from, like, Stanford,
2: you know, maybe I'm going to call him Jim if he was went to University of Delaware. I mean, I just feel bad I didn't start the podcast with uh, Dr. Eagle Rock. <laughs> I know. So I mean, what do you think, Adam?
1: I think I think you got to, you know, you got to do doctor. You paid you got to pay homage to and Paul, what do you the say? The money that
2: they I, spend? I throw the doctor down. I can't hurt to be too formal. If I they, agree. If they downgrade it, yeah. then you roll with that. But
0: I agree. Well, Paul, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hope you had a good time. Hope you have some great uh, show, some fish shows up ahead. And if anyone listening is... Going to these uh this run of fish shows, look out for Mr. Paul Byrne in the crowd.
1: Because you can buy tickets for yeah. face value <laughs> at the last minute if yeah. he's not going to Sarasota. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me.